to Just Another True Crime Podcast. We're your host, Natasha. And Alan. And this episode is going up later than usual. Why, you ask? I'll leave that to Alan. I finally graduated from my police academy. Yay! So we were doing that. Also, it's Labor Day weekend. So we took Sunday to do, like, Labor Day of nothing. No Labor Day. And today we did the podcast. So, you're welcome. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about the murder of Gary Triano, but first let's do our suggestions for the week. My suggestion for the week is the documentary series, documentary, documentary, (laughs) I can't say it, um, dang, what is it called? Planet Earth. Why are you talking like that? Because you're forgetting how to say documentary. Yeah, I was. So, yeah, I'm sure everyone and their mother has already seen this, but apparently we were late to the party and we watched it yesterday and it was so good. It's just so... I mean, everyone's seen that clip of the lizard escaping from the snakes. It went super viral like a year or two ago. But we finally watched it on Netflix and it's so good and, I mean, it makes you feel really guilty for being a human, but... Still, you see some dope-ass animals. The birds are so funny. Like, all the birds have to clean up their little apartment to try to win the ladies over, and it just cracks me up every time. Anyway, go watch that on Netflix. It's it's a good um, buffer between your true crime binges. What is your suggestion for the week, Alan? Mine's an anime. I just started watching My Hero Academia. Great, great show. So, if you need some anime or some animals, (laughs) go check out our suggestions for the week. Also, before we jump into this, I wanted to mention a fundraiser going on in the true crime community right now. Lainey with True Crime Fan Club is hosting a fundraiser to raise money for um, some billboards to be placed for a missing Fort Worth woman named Tiffany Johnson. Tiffany went missing on October 10, 2016 in Euless, Texas, and her clothing was found later that day in Fort Worth, Texas. The family's goal is to have enough money raised by October 1st in order to have the billboards placed on the anniversary, uh, October 10, 2018. I'll post a link to the GoFundMe on all of our social medias as well as in the show notes. As of right now, they have raised $375 of the $2,500 goal. I really appreciate it if you could donate even a dollar, and I know they would too. And if you make a donation of $30 or more and you send a screenshot to Lainey at tcfcpod at gmail.com, which again, I'll put in the show notes, you'll be entered into the drawing for a backpack full of goodies from your favorite true crime podcasts and just other podcasts, including... True Crime Fan Club, Murder Road Trip, Trace Evidence, and All Crime No Cattle, and many more. So if you're interested, please donate. And although we don't have any merch to put into the backpack of fun, if you donate $5 or more, including if you do the $30, and you send us a screenshot, we will send you whatever we make merch. Uh, We're going to start with something small, magnet, sticker, something like that, and we'll send it to you as soon as we make it, sometime soon, hopefully. So if you donate $30, send your screenshots to Lainey and us, and we'll send you whenever we make it. Uh, Make sure you include the screenshot of the donation as well as your mailing address, and you'll be entered into the contest. Ours is not a contest. You will just automatically, as soon as we get it, you will be receiving your magnet slash sticker slash whatever it is. Also, let us know which would you prefer, magnets, stickers, or buttons, because I have no idea. All right, let's jump into the case. Um, A lot of this research came from a 48 Hours episode, as well as, you know, good old Wikipedia. So let's talk about our victim. Gary Triano was born November 6, 1943. He was a longtime resident of 
Tucson, Arizona. He had a degree in accounting from the University of Arizona, and he married Mary Cram, and the two welcomed two children, Heather and Brian Cram. Cram and Triano eventually divorced, and on October 4th, 1986, Gary married his second wife, Pamela Phillips. Pamela Phillips was a commercial real estate agent, and Gary was a millionaire real estate developer. The couple welcomed two, ch two children, Trevor and Lois. The couple lived in a rich part of Tucson and were friends with very rich and famous people, such as our current president and his former wife, Marla. They were living the dream. According to a friend of the couple, during the marriage, Pamela did not work, and she lived an extremely pampered lifestyle. Gary owned his own private jet and would often fly his wife and her friends to Vegas to gamble. Speaking of gambling, a lot of how Gary made his money was through Indian casinos. He was eventually like kicked out of Indian casinos and not allowed to do business there and that's how he lost all of his money. In 1993, Pamela filed for a divorce after a seven-year marriage. At the time of the divorce, Gary also filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, claiming that he was 40 million dollars in debt after several failed business dealings. You know, 40 million dollars. No biggie. It was said that he owed a Vegas casino millions of dollars, he owed his ex-wife 1.8 million dollars, and he owed hundreds of thousands of dollars to a group of Mexican investors that were apparently involved in some shady dealings. Pamela took the children and moved to Aspen, Colorado. She uh, spoke in this episode of 48 Hours, and she said that she moved away because Gary was in fear for his life and she was tired of feeling afraid. She said that was Gary was dealing with some shady characters in the mob, and she didn't want to get killed because of it. Also, she didn't want her kids killed. On November 1st, 1996, Gary was golfing at a resort with a friend. You know, dude falls for bankruptcy, $40 million in debt, but he has some time to golf. As you do. Rich people problems. Anyway, that was just me being petty and frustrated. What's up with golfing and being rich? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Maybe that's why I can't golf is because I don't have enough money to be good at it. You don't have the patience to be good at golf. No, I would break golf clubs. You just love, woo! Me too. Hit the ball as hard as I can. Fantastic. Bro, that is Top Golf is for you. That is why Top Golf was invented. So, Gary's golfing, living his life, but after he finishes golfing, he walks back to his car and opens the passenger side door where he observes a bag sitting on the seat. He apparently reaches towards the bags and a bomb explodes and Gary dies on the spot. ATF headed up at the investigation and came to the conclusion that it was a huge pipe bomb and that no matter what happened, he would have died. At the time of his death, Gary had been in fear for his life. He told friends that a green Jeep-style SUV had been following him around. Police revealed that a similar vehicle had been seen at the resort on the day of Gary's death. So why was Gary murdered? Well, Dr. Lawrence D'Antonio belie believes he knew why. D'Antonio was a family physician that apparently had known Gary his entire life. He believed that Gary was murdered by the mob because he was a con man and a thief, and he owed money to the wrong people. D'Antonio believed that Gary was associated with mob boss Joe Bonanno, who had retired to Tucson, and he believed that Gary had his first business financed by Bonanno. D'Antonio suspected that Gary had been murdered by millionaire Neil McNeese. McNeese had inherited millions of dollars from fam uh, from his family's uranium mining fortune. D'Antonio was McNeese's personal physician, and he said that McNeese was on heroin and cocaine and that he was absolutely psychotic. Apparently, the issue between McNeese and Gary started when Gary asked McNeese for a $250,000 loan and offered his wife's wedding ring as collateral. When McNeese realized that the ring was fake, he was pissed. According to D'Antonio, McNeese told him he was going to kill him and that 
it was going to be fantastic and the world would know that he did it. I don't know why people are telling their personal physicians the outer inner workings of their lives, but... Well, he's a family physician. D'Antonio was very... Gospy. Well-informed, apparently. He was loving this in 48 hours. He was like, yeah, I've known him my whole life. I'm just like, bro, that's weird. He said that there were family... He was his doctor, but like, was he... Like, were you his doctor or were you his friend? Because that seems like kind of weird. I mean, you could be someone's doctor and go golf on them. But also, like... On them. Why golf did, with them. Why did he talk about his heroin and cocaine use? Like, isn't that personal stuff you're not supposed to be sharing? Doctor-patient confidentiality and whatnot? Maybe they were lovers. Well, then why would he say... That is just so random. I don't know. I don't have $40 million. I can't think like that. True. An investigator involved in the case totally bought the mob theory and even found evidence that corroborated the theory, but the lead investigator did not agree and began looking elsewhere. Little did they know it would take 18 years before this case would ever be solved. In December of 1996, Pamela Phillips collected a $2 million life insurance policy. The money would eventually go to her children, but until then, it would go to her as a trustee. The friend that would eventually become the state star and witness in this case believed that Pamela had moved to Aspen to find a new man because Gary was broke. She said that she was pretty much a gold digger and would marry people based on their income and doesn't matter how they look. Which, obviously, they weren't the best friends if she just completely threw her right under the bus. She really was very petty in this 48 hours. Police went to Aspen to speak to Pam, but they did not have any evidence that she was involved in Gary's death. And it wasn't until 2005 that anything actually happened. In 2005, officers were reviewing cold cases when they came back to this case. They looked back at the bomb and realized that the person who built the bomb was probably an amateur. Therefore, the bomb was probably not the work of a mob hitman. As investigators studied the file, they came to the conclusion that the missing link was Pamela Phillips. They looked back at her life in Colorado. They had known about a shady person that Pamela had been interacting with at the time by the name of Ron Young. Ron Young wasn't the typical man that Pamela was surrounding herself with. He wasn't rich and he was just, you know, an average dude. He handled money like he was like a business manager. And in the 90s, Pamela had used Ron to help her with her online business. She wrote astrology charts for children, which apparently made people parent better. No judgment. To each their own. Sounds like some rich people shit, but whatever. In the summer of 1996, a few months before Gary's death, Pamela accused Ron of using her credit cards without her permission. When police initially talked to Pamela in regards to Gary's death, death, they asked about Ron and all Pamela said was that he worked on her books. She made no mention that he had stolen from her and that there was an active investigation surrounding him. Police initially wanted to talk to Ron, but he was nowhere to be found. But luck was on their side. In 2005, Ron was arrested in Florida, you guessed it, Go figure. on gun and fraud charges. Unfortunately for Pamela, Ron was an insane record keeper. He recorded everything. Monetary payments, phone calls, literally everything. Police noted that Pam Phillips had given Ron Young $400,000. One particular phone call that would eventually be played at his trial was from Ron to Pamela, and it said, quote, Well, I'll tell you, you're going to be very serious when you sit in a women's prison for murder. You know, just casually talking about murder. I mean, if they had our phone calls, they would be like, This bitch is nutso, trying to murder him, like, uh-uh. But alas, I didn't actually commit a murder and isn't, aren't stupid enough to record at all. Yeah, neither am I recording. I wouldn't record you. I love you too much. I want to make them work for it if you do murder me. Aw, so sweet. 
Let's delete this part so that they don't have a recording of us talking about murder. Clever girl. Another key piece of evidence turned up. In 1996, a rented van was found in Southern California. The van was rented by Ron Young, and it was found to contain a map of Tucson, a receipt from a local hotel, paperwork from Pam and Gary's divorce, and a list of Gary's associates. At the time, they did not know who Ron Young was, so therefore it was just kind of irrelevant. In October of 2008, Ron Young and Pamela Phillips were indicted on first-degree murder charges in relation to Gary Triano's murder. In 2008, Pam Phillips moved to Europe to be with her daughter, who was a student in Switzerland. In the time it took to get Pamela arrested and extradited back to America, Ron Young stood trial and was convicted of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Pamela was extradited back to the U.S. in 2010, but her lawyers claimed she was unfit to stand trial. Apparently, she told them she believed she had a computer chip in her brain. I think that's a bunch of bullshit, because when the host of 48 Hours asked her about it, she got real uncomfortable real quick and was just like, I was just going through a lot. I was just really messed up at the time. Not like, yeah, dude, I was seeing some shit. I would have been like, beep, boop, boop, beep, that I do. I sure do. <laughs> Fucking rich people and their insanity, please. Mm-hmm. Finally, on February 19th, 2014, Pam Phillips went to trial after 17 years. The state's star witness was Laura Chapman. Chapman, who we mentioned earlier, who was friends with Pamela and Gary, testified that Pam had called her over one evening to complain about Gary. She said that Gary had threatened her and she was considering getting rid of him. She said she, was just, she should just hire a hitman to do the job. Pam obviously denied the claims. Pam Phillips' attorney believed that the original theory of a mob hit was the answer, but unfortunately the people believed to be involved were all dead. The defense also believed that the tapes were spliced in dice and that they were never authenticated, so therefore they could totally be fake. And they believed that Ron Young was talking, he was basically just trying to get money out of Pamela, like he was guilty of extortion, not necessarily murder. Apparently he had some disease and he was going to die and that the murder that they talked about would be his murder because she's failing to give him money to pay for his sickness and then he dies, so then she's responsible for his death, which is a far-ass reach. After 13 hours, they found Pamela guilty of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder and first-degree murder. She still claims to this day that she is innocent. Now, to be honest, the thing that puts me over the edge, because there's a lot of evidence for the mob, and then there's a lot of evidence for Pamela and Ron, is Pamela. She sucks. She's like such a bitch. She's so fake and it's so annoying. Like, I watched the 48 hours and I was like, girl, what the hell? Like, the most fake person. She fake cries a lot and it's just, ugh, cringe. So, she gets sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. And her lawyer blames the media. But Detective Gamber, who worked the case for 18 years, totally blames Rong Young for the convictions. Basically because he kept such insane records. Without the records, they would not have had anything. So, your fault, dude. Gary Triano's family sued Ron Young and Pamela Phillips for wrongful death, and they were awarded $10 million, but they have not received that yet. Ron Young was convicted for two life terms to be, inserted, to be served consecutively, which means one after the other. So if for whatever reason he does make parole on one, he still has to serve the other. And he is currently housed at the Santa Rita unit in Tucson. He is assigned as an inmate tutor. Good for him. Pamela Phillips was also convicted and currently is still in prison. So, what is your opinion on this? 
Do you believe there was enough evidence to convict them? Do you think they did it? Do you think that the mob theory was pretty valid? There are a few things in the mob theory I didn't really talk about. Like, they found, like, a local place where they believed they could have had it done at. Like, there's this other dude involved and, like, but it wasn't anything that I was like, wow, I totally believe that. And it's no, not just the de- doctor that thinks the mob theory is right. There's, like, a detective that was like, it's totally the mob. I mean, it could be the mob thing. It it could be her. I mean, it could be both of them. It could have been she was like, hey, what if I kill him for you? What if I get him killed? Could you pay me? You know, there's all kinds of shit that oh, could I possibly be. I didn't think be. about that. That's a good one. You think about it, if you want him dead anyways and you want to score some extra money on the side, boom, there you go. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, I'm smart, I'm rich, I can pay him to do it. Then they get, what? what's his name, Ron? Ron mm-hmm. involved? I mean, anywhere it makes. I would like She's definitely involved in it, though. I mean, if she was intelligent, which she's clearly not, she would have. Mm-hmm. Or the mob did such a damn good job. They made it look framed. like an amateur, yeah. Yeah. Well, because the reason that they thought it was like an amateur versus a mob hit was the first of all the pipe bomb was huge it was way bigger than it needed to be also the wood connected to the pipe bomb wasn't like done well i don't know the word they use like it wasn't sanded or some shit that's the only reason too i don't think it's the mob because i mean if they really if this dude owed him that much money they'd hired a professional to take him out Mm -hmm. and the professional would not spend that much time trying to get her framed when that's a you know, mm-hmm. kind of an up and down deal. They would have just got it taken care of. No fingerprints. Someone would have went wherever the fuck they came from. That would have been the end of it. Yeah, so the... the... $400,000 to put together a pipe bomb that she can probably Google how to do it. Yeah, but she's rich, so she doesn't care about that money. Yeah, but $400,000 to kill somebody is... Pretty high. I mean, it's high, but it's not what the mob would pay. Not for someone who owes them, what, $40 million? $40 million. Or something like that. No, that's how much he owes the government. Regardless, he owes them millions. Yeah. So 400000 to kill him. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's something they would do. Or they did, and it's really smart. Who knows? He's dead. I don't know. Ask she, the doctor. She just... I don't know. I feel like the doctor has some way weird alternative motives for that. Because he, he was so it. invested in this. Who knows? He was like, it was him. Da, 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 da. Like, this guy did it. I think he had a thing for Pamela and was like, no way Pamela would do this. I don't know. It's not impossible. I don't know. Either way, they were doing some shady shit. Yeah, if it wasn't for the car in LA or South, wherever it was in California, I would be like, you know, reasonable doubt, but like, what are the, why do you have copies of their divorce proceedings if you have nothing? That's so bizarre. And he has no ties to Tucson. He's from freaking Aspen or he lived in Colorado. Why did he have all this stuff? The hotel wasn't in his name, obviously, but. Maybe he was trying, maybe Ron was trying to double dip. Maybe he got originally paid by uh, Pam to do it and then hit up the mob and was like, hey, I want to kill this guy. Would you be willing to pay for it? That'd be this. That'd be an interesting route to look at. You're it. Making this way cooler than it actually is. <laughs> Probably, but you know what? I have that type of brain where I can think like that. Yay for you! Ooh. In reality, she probably just got him killed, and it was a cheap way, and she got caught. So, good for and you. And she's serving life without parole. <laughs> and he's serving two consecutive life sentences: tutoring, in bookkeeping, living his life, Arizona <laughs> DOC. 
Sweating his ass off. One of the inmates probably said, how important is note-taking? And he said, everything. That's funny. It is pretty funny. That took me five minutes. I know. You looked at me and I was like, yeah, it's clever. All right. Do you have anything you'd like to add? No, it's pretty cut and dry. I'm the one who found this case. I did nothing to research it, but I like it. (laughs) It's another woman. We've done a lot of women in a row. So next week we'll go back to the traditional murders. Unless, (laughs) Unless I'm looking for it, then it's going to be another woman. Why? Because women who kill people are a lot more interesting than men. True. Their motives are usually better. Yeah. I would say better, but... Well, they're more interesting. They're not just like, I was jealous, so I killed them. It's boring. No one cares. Well, you know. That's what Claire Harris did. She didn't really do it because she was jealous. It was just because she was pissed. Because if she was jealous, she would have killed the woman, not the man. Yeah, hers is more out of passion. Yeah, passion. Minus the second and third time she ran around. Well, okay, the that was just pissed off. Yeah. So, thank you so much for listening. I want to thank everyone for 300 followers on Instagram. Finally got there. Also, if you want to donate to help raise money for the billboard for Tiffany Johnson, please check out our social media for the link to the GoFundMe. And don't forget to send Lainey a screenshot in order to be entered into the contest. Check out the show notes for links to all of our social media pages. And I hope everyone has a wonderful week. And we will not be uploading this week because we will be in a wedding. So, sorry. But don't worry because I'm pretty sure Swindled comes back this week. So you have something to look forward to. Anything else you'd like to say? Nope. Goodbye. Bye.